According to this, it's very scary. So every parent and every educator who wants to instill good midos and good yir shemayim and amun and all of that into their children should have a tremendous question. Hello, we're not so perfect. We're not angels. So what are we supposed to do? We just said what the dugma ishis, what the role model is. Somebody who not only in front of the children doesn't do the opposite that he's preaching, but even bechadri chadarim is not doing the opposite on any level to that the child, because they have a radar that can sense if the person giving it over is legit, and it's it's on a supernatural level that it's not mashpia on the child. So what are we supposed to do? And that's what I loved about the Nesiva Shalom. It's so real. Let's talk about what we really need to have, and it's true. It's irreplaceable, the real deal. But now, so what should we do? Parents and Mechan are not on that level. And the answer is so beautiful, and it really saves the day. So we don't have to give up. Hatshuva lefidati says in Nesiva Shalom, the response, the answer to this big problem is, according to what I think, you know what's going to determine and be koiveya, to determine the internal matter, what is really important and what is insignificant in the eyes of the Mechanach. So now he's bringing on a separate thing. He's saying that not just the way you act, right? There's a way to save you. If the parent or the educator has in his heart desire, yearning to be tahar, but, and, and he really wants to be good. He wants Tayyar. He wants Yerushmai. He really believes that this is what I want. I really want to have emuna, a pure emuna. I really want to. I'm working on myself. I wish I had it. For whatever reason, whether it's external reasons or it's internal reasons, he himself was not matzliach to live on such a level of being maktish his life in Tyrin Avoid on such a high level. But he looks at the person who is matzliach with having that amazing emunah bitachin and all of that good stuff. He looks up to me and says, that, ah, that guy's lucky. Not the guy with the yacht. Not the guy with the condos. But he sees the one who has all of these ruchniistic uh, abilities, and they're really perfect, and he says, oh, I look up to that, that's the real life that I'm striving for, that I wish for myself. When it comes to his child, in relation to his child, he's willing to give up and all money and wealth. He says, I'll pay anything, I'll do anything, I wish my children should be like that. So let's say someone suffers from having serious character flaws. But he's struggling, let's say, with anger. He can't stop talking Lashon Hara. He's extremely jealous. He has a lot of character flaws. But, But internally, he's really upset about it. He's really deeply pained by his own shortcomings. And when no one else is looking in the Mistarim, he's crying, Why wasn't I Zaycha? Why didn't I merit to have pure Midas like this person? He looks up to people with good Midas. And 
But with tremendous love for his child or his student, he talks to them with all of his heart that that is the way to go. Oh, I wish I had sterling midos like that, Tzadik. For sure, you can be mashpia on the child that he should realize that that's the Iker. The Torah, the Avodah, the Yerushamayim, the Midas Torahs. Yes, they will realize from you because why? Think about what he's saying. Because he's saying Sheker, you can't bluff. But this is not Sheker. Because you're not saying, I am great, I have perfect amuna. You're saying, I wish I had perfect amuna like him. Perfect amuna is the goal. Those people who have perfect amuna, that is the way to live. That's emes. I, my shortcomings, I cry about my shortcomings. So look how different this is than the way we are. Some people, they have bad midos. They lecture their kid to have good midos. It's abusive. It's crazy. It's hypocrisy. It doesn't work. Here he's saying, even if you have bad midos, but get real. Inside, cry about your bad midos. Yearn to have good midos. Sell good midos to your children. Not that I want you to have good midos, even though I have bad midos and leave me alone. No. Say, I wish, ah, isn't, isn't that person an idol, a person? That's the way to live. And that's a real message that goes to the kids. And he's not going to say, why should I listen to you? You have bad midos. Because you're not selling him be like me. You're selling him be like I want to be. Let's both be like that. Let's both learn from him. Oh, I wish I had that person's midas. You could say it by hasmada. You could say it by davening. You look at, you can't daven when I say for 20 minutes. Uh, you're trying, but you want to. You don't tell your kid, daven for 20 minutes, and I don't. Because that becomes, it becomes resentful. That becomes the opposite of chinuch. The kid's going to say, why should I do it if you don't? You give, you're hitting me for not davening. I talk during davening, and you're angry at me while you talk during davening. That'll never work. But if you talk during davening, a vow that you have to change yourself, but you tell your kid, look, I wish I try so hard. Look at this person davening, never talks during davening. Oh, that's the ideal. To your four-year-old, your six-year-old, your eight-year-old. And you don't make it about yourself because you're a bluffer. You make it about the emes, I'm trying to work on myself. Oh, you know, I went to this person, I started talking a little davening. He went, no, ah, uh, oh, I learned from him. I really worked on myself. What? That's really beautiful. Then there's nothing negative happening here to turn the kid off. You're not hitting the kid. You're showing him what you wish, what the ideal is, what you wish he will become. You can be influencing your students, your children. That is the main thing. And everything else is secondary. And if your children are going to be able to be mighty, this to be better than you, of course you're going to help to help him. You're going to be there to help him. And from the regish of your heart, you're going to be there for him. There were parents who didn't know how to read. They were in communist Russia. They didn't know anything, but they wanted to have a connection to Torah that was so real. And they brought their kids to yeshiva and they said, I wish I knew how to learn. I'm going to go work so I can pay tuition. And when the kid came home with learning, they, they shined their eyes on the kid. The kid knew that even though my tati can't learn, but he wants me to learn, and this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be connected to Torah because I have more of an opportunity. There's no stira, there's no damage, there's no abuse in that. But the father that knocking the kid, why don't you learn? And meanwhile he has free time and he doesn't learn, that's abusive. 
So the kids know what you want. And if you show them that, listen, I wish I had more opportunity. I hope you have the opportunity. I'm sending you on a trip. I want your emuna. You're a young kid. I'm sending you to a place. I, you, wow, you have an opportunity to have better emuna than me. You can connect to Hashem and be talking on a much higher level. And I envy you. That's Mayurdik. It bakes into the child what your goal is. It's like a blind person that he can give birth to children who can see. Why? In the potential of the parent. The parent has the potential, the DNA of seeing. He has the ability to bequeath this inheritance to his children. I, he can't, let's say he got sick and he became blind or somebody made him blind or for whatever reason, but it doesn't affect the DNA. So too, we have a lot of times, a lot of times that we as parents, we're lucky, we have damage. That's okay. If we have damage in our, on anything, right? But if the child sees how much we want to be like that guy, better and holier, then the child will understand that that's, that's where I want to be. But don't use your, don't use it as a baseball bat to knock down on the kid when you're doing the wrong thing. The opposite, look what happens. If somebody, in your own, as a parent and a Rebbe, you look, oh, I wish I had more money. I wish I had more luxury. I wish I had more vacation. You look up at the physical life as something that is the, the, the uh, highlight of life. And spirituality is like secondary, yeah. There's no value to your words. There's no value to words. You give him a schmooze about how Torah is so important. He knows. He knows what you're interested in. He knows when the nice car drives down the block, your eyes light up and you're saying, oh, why, do, why can't I wish I could afford it? And that when there's a shear, you say, eh, I don't need it. He knows how you feel. That's what we've been bringing out. You mazik the children when they see that you're not real and you're just, you're just talking and pushing them and pressuring them and it's not who you are. The parent or the mechanic, the educator, that desires physical pleasures, to have a relaxed and easy life, similar. It's posh that you can't influence the child. That the real happy life is when you shake away and you separate yourself from physical pleasure. You know, it goes down to everything. It, it, it could be that there's a Rebbe in Yeshiva and he just, he needs his feet to be comfortable. He needs, you have to know where and when, of course. But when they see that you're into physical pleasure, and that's something you look up to. It's pashit. You're never going to sell your kid. The oishir amiti in life is to shake away from physical from physical pleasure. You look at you look at Steinman's that's how. They say he never leaned for like 80 years. He never leaned back. Now I'm not saying that we can do that. I can't do that. I have a bad back. I have to lean back right now. They said Mamish on an airplane, like on takeoff, he was like almost not leaning back. It's like he he didn't lean. So somebody like that, he's living like that. I'm just giving it as an example. We can't do that. Okay, that's not for us. But that person can tell you, this world, taiva of this world, pleasure of this world is meaningless. And at least we have a chance of hearing it in a legitimate way. Right? Somebody in a stretch limo can't sell that. Okay? So we're not, we're not criticizing stretch limos. But we're saying like this. If you are desiring physical pleasure and a relaxed life and that's what you wish you have whether you have it or not 
And that's the Chiddush. It doesn't matter whether you have it or not. It's what you yearn for. It's Pashat that you're not going to be able to influence your children, your charges. That the best life is mamish to, to give up, to sleep on the floor, right? sleep on the floor, and just have think, oh, the kid's going to Eretz Yisrael to, to yeshiva, and he says, my, my dorm is terrible. You say, good, that's the right way to be kind of Torah. And he knows that you have your, you know, your fluffy mattress, heavenly mattress pad on your bed, and, and I mean, come on. You know, you're going first class, and you tell them, good, good, you can't be mashpia on somebody, something that you don't have by you. Listen to this very carefully. Many of the many of the things, the bad behavior of the children, that the parents are like, they're screaming about it, and they see, they're talking to uh, deaf ears. Because of these terrible things that the children are doing, the parents, are goyim that. If, even if it's only because of a roundabout, an indirect way, an indirect influence, or because of not thinking about it properly. Again, many times you have parents screaming at a kid, and they can't change the kid. And if you see, he's saying many times, you think deep, deep into it, not now when the kid is 16, when the kid was 8 and 7 and 6, and you had a chance to show him, it's okay, gamzu l'toiva, midas toiva is emuna bitachon, toira, yershamayim. You had a chance to bake it into their personality. And it comes out 10 years later, it wasn't baked in properly. And he says a lot of times the parents are fighting and screaming at the kid, how come you're not serious about davening? How come you wake up late? How come you don't care? Right? But me, many times he says, Kashalamita Shildava, it's very painful to hear. The truth is, Haim was the parents that caused all of this. If, if maybe from an indirect way, they just saw their parents going out and having fun and so excited to go to the most expensive restaurant, whatever it is, everything is mashpia on the, on the nefesh of the child. The child feels, again, I also like, I'm, I'm not against anything, I'm just trying to bring out his point. If the parents are so excited to go to a very expensive restaurant, let's say they can't afford it, they normally don't go, and they want it at a Hatzalah auction with their Meister money, and they should go. But just understand the influence of this little, sharp little six-year-old. Hmm, what excites my parents? Expensive restaurant. So it's in their brain somewhere that that's what they want. And if it would be that we just want a, 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 what's it called, a raffle, a Chinese auction, and we're going to a Matzah Shabbat and they see that same excitement, goes into the kid. Look how exciting it is to go to a shir. They see our excitement. They see what we yearn for. They see what turns us on. They see what's important to us. And that's mashpia much more than any speeches. Hayelet harach. Mabit bechush miyuchad. The young child looks with a, a sensitive, special sense. What's the Iker, what's the main, and what's secondary towards those who are being Mechanachim? Who Margish Heitev, he knows very good, he feels very good on the money. What's really important to you and who you really look up to, you admire, you respect. Is it the Talmud Chacham or Eved Hashem that you say, wow, I have such respect for him? Or is it the rich guy? Or is it the academic, the intellectual, the accomplished person? And how much you love those who love Hashem. And you hate and you talk against those who hate Hashem. 
You can't fool children. The dogma ishis, as we're saying over here, the role model is to be what you say, because if you're not what you say, and the kid sees a stira, hypocrisy, that's mamish poison. But besides, for even if you hide it well from them, on a spiritual level, they know who you really are. To really be that thing, to, to act out in those midos, in your shemaim or in midos types, to be that role model. And on the chilek that we're not able to be, to yearn, to have a she'ifa, a desire and a yearning to be, I wish I could be that. And the kid, that then you could teach your kid, then you could influence on your kid. Because he's going to see that you're not perfect, and you'll say, I'm not perfect, but I'm yearning, I'm striving, I'm working, because I wish I could be like that guy. And with that, you can be role models. None of us are perfect. So if we're just going to go ahead and try to always look like a tzaddik, the kid's going to sense that we're not. Repinchas Friedman, the Shvilei Pinchas, came to our group over here and he told us a fantastic thing about regular chinuch. He said, be real. Don't show your kids, I'm a tzaddik, I never had a struggle, everything's easy for me, all your struggles are nothing. Be real. Be vulnerable. Open up to your child. Oh, I didn't daven so good. Be honest. I didn't daven so well. I got to try harder. The kid's going to relate. I also got to try harder. I wish I could learn Baha'i Smadi. You know, I went to learn for an hour, and a few times I, I couldn't, I have to work on myself. I, I got to be more committed. Show them that you're struggling, but show them what you desire to be. Show them who you look up to, because then you're going to influence them to look up to those people. And that's going to be the goal inside of them. Okay.